0: so, to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Three, two, one. <laughs> Welcome to the Teleworks Podcast. I'm Shukri. I'm Katrina. And I'm Helen. BBC Studios is the production part of the BBC group, so we're not public service. What we do at BBC Studios is we invest in and we produce amazing shows, both for the UK and globally. We make some shows for the BBC, but we also make them for the market, like Netflix, Channel 4, Spotify, Audible. These include Blue Planet. Pressed. Killing Eve. Strictly Come Dancing. I May Destroy You. Doctor Who. Top Gear. BBC Studios Talent Works are a small but mighty development team within BBC Studios. We work cross genre and cross platform. We specifically work with emerging talent. So we look to places like Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, people who are writing blogs, maybe people who've got podcasts already, who are storytellers and looking to partner with BBC Studios to tell bigger, bolder stories. In short, we play Cupid for talent and industry. And this podcast is about giving the floor to some of those talented creators. True to form, our guests are going to lead the way. They are going to be telling us about three pieces of work that have defined their careers so far. So, who have we got today? Katrina here. It's August 2023, and today I am joined by Emma Downer.
1: Sometimes when people come in and say, This is so obvious. I know that I'm on the right track because the stuff that is obvious is what is often the most helpful for people. What people call common knowledge isn't as common as they think and if you don't know something, it's even harder to learn it when it's supposed to be common knowledge because no one's there to teach it to you. Emma is a DIY content
0: creator who has revolutionised the way that people learn and master DIY skills. Emma's journey began five years ago when she was on a personal quest to develop the skills needed to renovate her new home. In March 2020, during the first UK lockdown, Emma began posting how-to videos for individuals struggling with DIY challenges. These videos quickly started gaining traction. Today, Emma's DIY videos have a staggering 250 million views. Now, I know Emma as we are collaborating together on a project with Pinterest. The project gives two Pinterest creators the opportunity to work with BBC Studios to develop and produce their own idea. So today with Emma, we are going to discuss, first of all, her inspiration behind starting DIY with Emma. Next, more on Emma's mission to make content that is free and accessible to all. And finally, her vision of a future where DIY education knows no bounds. Welcome to the TalentWorks podcast, Emma. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay, first things first. Can you sum up in a couple of sentences how you spend your week? What do you do every week?
1: Blimey. (laughs) Um, I would say I spend most of my time either creating content or editing videos And just coming up with new ideas. I create a lot of content for platforms that is free for people to watch on social media. And then I also work with brands to create content around their products or services. And I do that because it's the primary way that I fund the business so that I can keep that content free for people. Great.
0: In every episode, we get our guests to choose their three most defining moments of their career so far. Let's hear what your first one is.
1: <laughs> My first is a clip that I would say signifies the the journey that I've made because this particular piece is about storytelling and about helping people to feel something after they've watched it. My very early content was mostly DIY hacks where I would show time lapses of what I'd done and that has come a long way and developed into, into what it is today. Let's hear it. So I get home that night and I knock on my neighbor's house and I say, Hey, I know we've not met yet, but I'm the one who's drilled through your wall. They told me they'd been sat on the sofa and had seen two screws magically appear from nowhere and they thought, were they there before? They were really sweet about it and I'm sure the bottle of wine that I brought around helped too. But that wasn't the only surprise for me when I got home. I left cowboy stoves with strict instructions not to cut through any joists and they reassured me that they wouldn't have to. I think you can guess where this is going. They'd taken a two inch chunk out of one of the joists to force it to fit. So here's the thing, when it's integral to the structure, you can't just slice bits out like a cake. You can't just scoop bits out like a creme brulee. So needless to say, I was (coughs) And there's more on that later, because amazingly it gets worse. Anyway, back to my neighbours. The house next door was actually rented, so they needed to get in contact with the estate agents to arrange to go in and fix the damage. And so Cowboy Stove said, hey, pay us in full and we'll come back and fix it next week. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I want to know what
0: happened to the end of that story. What happened with your neighbours?
1: I mean, do you want spoilers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the neighbours were absolutely fine with it. They were very kind. I went round with a bottle of something bubbly and they were, you know, easy to forgive. Um, but the story with the cowboy stoves is that yeah. they had, you know, made lots of mistakes that came up, so much more mistakes than I realised later on. Yeah. And they were eventually... Uh, struck off the register for heat ass and Gosh. they're no longer accredited because of not just the work they did at my house but the work they did at a lot of different houses so I think it does it does come with a happy ending I mm.
0: think now I would encourage everyone to go and watch that video as well as listening to it because you're waiting something that is quite regular throughout some of your videos and that would be a spider-man costume tell us more where did this idea come
1: from So it's a bit strange, I know. (laughs) I'm glad that you asked. Uh, I was creating some content. I think it was about two years ago now. I was doing a follow-along project in my basement and I was just on the brink of having 50,000 followers on TikTok. And so I said that I would celebrate by wearing a fancy costume that was Wonder Woman. And it was just very popular. People thought it was fun. And I realised very quickly that by wearing a costume I didn't get any of my regular clothes dirty anymore because I'd go out and buy a new pair of trousers and then I'd immediately wear them because I was excited to wear them and then they'd get paint on them and it'd be another pair that were ruined. So I started wearing these costumes not only because I wanted people to know that it could be really fun to do DIY but also because I had really nothing to wear whilst I was doing DIY.
0: Amazing. Okay so five years ago DIY with Emma started tell me about it like were you lying in your bed one day and decided right this is what I want to do with my life where did that love for DIY come from?
1: Mm. So about five years ago I had sold my first house that I had really not done any DIY in whatsoever and I moved back in with my parents because my dad at the time was terminally ill and I wanted to be close sort of with my parents during that time And my dad was always the DIYer in our family. So whilst I was living there and whilst he was unwell, we had this pipe burst. And it was such a stressful situation because I had no idea what to do about it. I'd called in an emergency plumber and they came and they turned the water off. And that's all they did because that solved the problem. But I didn't know to do that. So when you don't know how to do something like that, it can make you feel really powerless and I didn't like that feeling at all so in the last conversation that I remember having with my dad I told him that I'd actually found a new house and that this time I was going to do it up from scratch all by myself and I was going to learn everything that I needed to learn to be able to properly maintain a house and so I just got started learning online off of YouTube and other channels anything that I could and um, by the time it then came to the pandemic and people were looking for that same sort of help I had all those skills already and I was able to help other people help them avoid that sense of powerlessness that I felt when it happened to me
0: oh wow I did not know that story at all that's amazing Mm. I mean (laughs) it's been a real therapy really for you as well hasn't it
1: yeah, definitely. I find it incredibly rewarding.
0: So, at what point you, you've decided, like, right, this is what I'm going to do? And at what point did you pick up a camera and think, I need to share this with people? Mm.
1: Well, this really was just at the start of the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. I had, at that point, I'd been creating content for about two years for Instagram and I was making videos. I would just do time lapses of the projects that I was working on. And I was showing the real guts of a renovation and at that time Instagram was the kind of place people would go for very finished shots for none of the gory details you know I didn't aesthetically pleasing exactly I didn't have a house like that my house was a mess because I was renovating it and so my content didn't really appeal from that aspect but it also it didn't appeal because what I was creating was videos and that wasn't popular on Instagram at the time this was before Reels So when I did come to start publishing on TikTok, which was more suited to that sort of content, I had two years' worth of content that I could post. So I just started posting every day. And then the real change, I think, happened when somebody would leave a comment and say, how did you do this? What did you do there? What do you recommend for X? So that's really how that sort of back and forward interaction started. And people would tell me what they wanted. So my content is based upon what my audience tells me they want either through questions or just through their engagement.
0: What has been your most successful
1: post to date? Oh my most
0: successful or most engaged actually sorry the word successful is not right.
1: I mean it's a great question because how do you (laughs) how do you define uh, success because we could we could talk about that as well. That's true. My most engaged I would say has to be a short video that I put on to Facebook which is a 15 second video of me creating a basket shelf for my wall so I had taken one of those baskets that you can get that you can hang on a shelf um, and I had just sawn off a couple of the arms and used it to attach to the wall to replicate something I'd seen on Pinterest that looked wonderful and it cost me three pounds it was a really simple DIY and that was viewed 14 million times just on that one platform and then many millions other elsewhere. But that's the one with the most views.
0: And it sounds like that interaction with your audience is actually key in
1: terms of giving you inspiration for what other things to create. Yeah, it's essential. Um, Anything that I create, I create with the idea of who, who will benefit from this. What is the reason for creating it? I want something that is educational, that people can take away something that they've learned from a video. Sometimes when people comment and say this is so obvious, I know that I'm on the right track because the stuff that is obvious is what is often the most helpful for people. Mm. What people call common knowledge isn't as common as they think. And if you don't know something, it's even harder to learn it when it's supposed to be common knowledge because no one's there to teach it to you.
0: Let's move on to your next clip. Most significant in your career so far.
1: What is it, Emma? So... The my most significant clip that I've included is when I won an award. I won an award this year for the Creative Startup of the Year in the Southwest, and I didn't expect to win, which you can see from my face because I look absolutely shocked. And um, it was an incredibly proud moment for me, not just to be recognised as a creator, but as a businesswoman as well
0: oh my god shout out to your friend for being the biggest hype person (laughs) known to mankind i mean congratulations that is amazing um you can see it in the video there and i can tell everyone listening that emma has the biggest smile on her face just now even just watching that back (laughs) how does it feel to kind of relive that moment
1: uh, it, it feels incredible. My friend is is an incredible hype woman. <laughs> I'm so glad that she was able to come with me. It, it does feel incredible and I've, I'm nominated for another two awards this year and so to be a finalist in those two as well.
0: Can people vote? Uh,
1: no, both of them are voted for by judges but I'll be attending both events and for me that's the joy because you get to go and spend time with other creators. And uh, one of them is an entrepreneurship award. So uh, that one I'm looking forward to, especially because I get to make a nice dress. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing.
0: Um, Your mission is very much of making this DIY content accessible to everyone through free educational content, which is, of course, incredibly inspiring and brilliant. Why do you think it's so important to make sure the content stays free?
1: DIY and home maintenance isn't a standardised part of the school curriculum. So the kind of education you get in this space is really dependent on um, where you grew up and what you were taught at school. It's also dependent on who you grew up with. Do you have family members who are interested in DIY? And so there's a real disparity between the people who do and don't know how to do these things. But at some point, people do move into somewhere that they call their own, their own space, if that's rented or bought or something else, and they want to make it into their own and discover they have this huge skills gap And the disparity is a lot greater for women with lots less women sort of feeling confident in building work and DIYs apart from uh, painting. Because actually paintings, the the main one that uh, research shows that more women say they're confident in painting and decorating, which is interesting. um, You're going to change that. You're going to change that.
0: Now, you just um, suggested there that you were going to be making a dress for one of these um, amazing award ceremonies you're going to. Is it right to say that you're going to be dipping your toes into the world of fashion soon?
1: Yeah, so um, my background's actually clothing. This is what I studied at university, and it's uh, kind of my bread and butter. And as I sort of alluded to earlier, I wear these superhero outfits partly because I have nothing else to wear. The market for workwear for women or people that have just a more feminine shape is so limited. And so I'm over the course of the next year, going to be developing a workwear brand for women and people with a feminine fit so that there's something they can work in. Accessibility isn't just about having the skills and knowledge, it's about physically being able to participate. Amazing. You've
0: collaborated with some really brilliant brands in the last five years of your career, which is huge. How do these partnerships tend to work?
1: Lots of brands reach out to me directly or through my, my agent, my management agent. But for the most part, I will have a think every six months, every year about who I would really like to partner with. And that starts with thinking about who, what kind of like companies or brands or products do I already use? And what would I like to share with my audience? Because that way I can talk very sincerely about those things I don't think I'm very good at fibbing, so <laughs> I need to really like it. Otherwise, people people can always tell when you're being insincere. I don't think that many people can, can do that successfully. Um, so I'll reach out to companies with a proposal, or my agent will do it on my behalf. And I have some potential longer-term partnerships coming up with some brands that I've worked with before that I've decided I'd love to get back to and have something more long-term to really work out how we can make something magic together. Talking of
0: secrets you had to keep a pretty big secret quite recently, which brings us on really nicely to your third clip, the one which represents you
1: and your success at the moment. Would you like to introduce it? I would, and keeping secrets is also something I'm not very good at, so (laughs) I've been (laughs) working very hard the last few months in keeping the secret. Uh, So my final clip is from my project with BBC Studios, Talentworks and Pinterest. In this video, I demonstrate the perfect technique for sawing and sanding. I'm working on a wood-based DIY project and along the way I'm going to show you all the best DIY hacks you'll need when doing your own projects. Today I'll be focusing on sawing and sanding the wood pieces for the structure. Now, I've learned the hard way how not to saw into wood so I'm going to show you how to do it so you can avoid some DIY disasters. If you rest your saw flat on the wood and try to saw it, it skips all over the place and marks your wood.
0: This is, of course, how we know each other, Emma, and I'm so glad that you applied for it. It's been a really brilliant and exciting project for us to be working on. Before we go on to talk about that, let's talk about why you started to create content for Pinterest in the first place.
1: Mm. So, originally, I started uploading the content that I'd already made for other platforms because I kind of wanted to uh, spend a bit of time testing out what people in the Pinterest community would be interested in Um, because I've got a few different types. I've got DIY hacks, I've got how-tos and I've got follow-along projects and uh, typically the DIY hacks and the how-tos are very well received because they're usually just in one idea pin and you can get a whole message across just in a, a short period of time. And I have been on Pinterest since about 2010. And I think from memory, the platform any, uh, started in about 2009. So I'm a long term serving member of Pinterest. I'm very creative. I like working visually. And it was one of the first websites that I remember intentionally signing up to. And so, you know, my my account's been live for a very long time. And I just wanted to start adding something that people could pin to their own boards, as well as having all of the secret boards that I've got as well.
0: I think if you were user number one, Emma, was user number two. I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's (laughs) such a brilliant platform. Um, And yeah, just full of inspiration, really, creative inspiration, which is lovely to see. Let's chat about how the whole kind of production process was for you. You went from being Emma, Emma DIY as a single person doing everything to yourself to suddenly working with this kind of big global production company. How was that? Overwhelming? Mm. Fun?
1: <laughs> uh, all of those things. Yeah, most definitely. I am, you know, really used to just doing everything alone. I'm, you know, I record the videos, I do the the stage setting, I do the audio, I do the music, I do the editing. So it was definitely a new way of of working and in fact I loved it so much that I don't know if I can go back to, to not having a production team it was wonderful because everybody has their own specialism the thing that they're great at and to just have them do their thing felt like lying on a cloud it was wonderful
0: What do you think the two biggest lessons were that you learned throughout the whole process?
1: I would say I think I one of my main takeaways was just how much easier it was working with other people for example having Ben come and create a lot of the outdoor kitchen whilst I was doing the filming was so useful because everything is very stop start when I'm working by myself I'll have to build a little bit and then come back and you know over the course of the next couple of years I'm aiming to get more people onto my team that's the next big step for me i have a social media manager i have somebody who helps me with my website but there's other roles i'm wanting to fill and so probably having people help with some elements of the production would be what i would want to do and being able to see how that could work successfully and i could just let go of some of the control would be good
0: (laughs) so the content is now live for everybody listening to go and watch you can find it on um, Emma's Pinterest account so at DIY with Emma and I think we speak for both of us when I say we'd absolutely love to hear your feedback on it you know hopefully this is just the very beginning of a working relationship together I keep asking Emma loads of questions about DIY personally as well so she's a fountain of knowledge can you believe we're moving on to the very last part of the podcast so we ask every guest to look into the crystal ball of their future what do you see Emma?
1: What would I like that to look like? Oh, um, I in my crystal ball would love to be at the point where I have a small team of people who are helping with different aspects of the content creation because when you have people helping on it you can do more and you can focus on what's most important and in my crystal ball, I would have launched the workwear brand and people would be telling me what they think of it and if it's helpful to them. And, you know, as people always do, probably giving me some feedback about what they'd like, <laughs> what they'd like to see different. I think that's that's what's in my crystal ball. That's where I'd like to be this time next year.
0: Thank you so much, Emma, for coming on to Talentworks podcast. And thank you so much to everybody for listening. If you're interested in knowing more about Emma, you can find her on Pinterest and other social media platforms such as YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. She is at DIY with Emma across them all. And you can find us, BBC Studios Talentworks, at BBC Studios Talentworks on Instagram. This has been a Curly Media production on behalf of BBC Studios. See you next time.